Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What's up, guys? So hope everyone enjoyed the draft last night. This is like, for me, I feel like this is like the official kickoff uh, for the 2019 season. So um, I'm a Jets fan. I'm excited. They've got Quinn and Williams. He, you know, some say that he was the best player in the draft. So got to be happy with that. So let's go over a couple guys um, who got drafted last night. Obviously, Josh Jacobs uh, is the big name going to the Raiders. Obvious hole, obvious opportunity that he can fill. Um, now, the only thing with him is that is Jalen Rashard going to keep that third down role? Josh Jacobs is very capable of being a three-down back. There's no doubt about it. But John Gruden has never used a workhorse back in his career. Um, he usually had multiple guys carrying the load, even on early downs. But in this case, those 20-plus carries that John Gruden's offenses average can go all to Jacobs. What we have to kind of look out for and pay attention to is whether he'll win that third-down role. So if we don't get the answer before preseason, you know, it's like, is he going to come off the field uh, for Jalen Richard on those third downs, on those passing downs? And if he doesn't, his value skyrockets. Now, even if he doesn't win that job, that's okay, because he's going to catch passes on early downs. John Gruden, throughout his career, almost more than a third of his target share has been to running backs, and we know that he's capable of catching the ball, so he can catch 40 balls a season easy. You know, John Gruden's pass doesn't suggest that he'll be a three-down back, but if he does, you know, I'm okay taking him in the second round because that's elite usage right there. Now, if he doesn't, he's going to be catching passes on early downs and his floor is going to remain high, so he's, he's a good third-round pick. I also want to point out, before I move on, I also want to point out how much Derek Carr loves checking it down, doesn't like throwing it downfield. So I think it works out pretty well. All right, so moving on, the Patriots selected Nikhil Harry with the last pick in the first round. Um, as a Jets fan, I'm not so happy about that. I mean, I really liked Harry coming into this draft. Um, but uh, the question is, Josh Gordon, is he going to play next year or not? There was obviously a huge hole at wide receiver for the Patriots. You got Gronk retiring, Edelman's getting older. Who knows what's going on with Josh Gordon? He is a Patriot in 2019, by the way. We just don't really know what's going on with him or whether he's going to play. But Harry's fantasy value in 2019 depends on whether Josh Gordon plays or not. You know, outside of Gronk, Edelman, you know, we don't know where the target share is going to go, right? Um, that backfield, you just never know who's going to get it. And also, like, that third wide receiver, you don't know either. So I don't, I'm not convinced that he's going to get opportunity right away. And it's tough for these rookies sometimes to make an impact year one. So, you know, I'm hoping that Nikhil Harry's ADP stays super low so he can be a guy that I target late in drafts as a kind of flyer. But if Josh Gordon is, like, on the roster and he's eligible to play this year and all that and he's fine, like, he'll just be a flyer for me. Nothing more. I'm hoping that his ADP doesn't, you know, go above, like, you know, ninth, eighth round. Hopefully, hopefully it stays, like, low. Um, you know, the only way that I would even go take him at that spot is if I hear things in camp that he's killing it, good rapport with Brady, et cetera, et cetera, he's a starter, this and that. The Ravens taking Marquise Brown, you know, a lot of people are hoping that you would land in a better spot, including myself. Uh, but 
you know, from a Ravens perspective, from a development, developing, you know, Lamar Jackson perspective, I think it's a good move for them. Remember, the Ravens are probably going to be super run heavy this year. Um, you know, there's not going to be a ton of opportunity for their wide receivers, uh, as we saw last year. Um, but, you know, with the ball in his hands, he could do a lot. So maybe a late round flyer, but he needs to be efficient. So the big news of the night, uh, Kyle Murray going to the Cardinals. We weren't sure if it was going to happen. It happened. Um, and he's he's obviously very appealing for fantasy, even in his rookie year, um, because of his rushing ability and because of Cl- Cliff Kingsbury's air raid system. And the reason why he's so appealing is because during Cliff Kingsbury's time at Texas Tech, the five years, they threw the ball 65% of the time. And opportunity is king. And Kyle Murray could get more opportunity at quarterback next year than any other quarterback. That's possible. And when I say opportunity, it's not just opportunity throwing the ball. We know that he's going to drop back a ton. So it could be throwing the ball, running the ball, extending plays with his feet, which which is he's really good at, and then hitting guys downfield, which he's pretty accurate at doing as well. The Cardinals offensive line still isn't good, right? So, you know, he's going to get pressure and hopefully he can, you know, mitigate a lot of that with his feet, but he can't do everything, right? Um, but because of the fact that he's able to extend plays, I do like the wide receivers more, both Fitz and Christian Kirk. Because of what I think is a QB upgrade, I do think David Johnson gets a slight bump as well. Um, not that he ne- needed an upgrade. I hope he doesn't make it to the first round. I hope his ADP stays right there on the turn in the second round. Uh, but I, I do think because of that and, and the new system, he gets a bump. Now, I don't think this offense is a type to give him 300 carries, but he has a legit shot of getting 80-plus catches. And those 80-plus catches won't be on some, like, random dump-offs. It'll be schemed where he'll get the ball in space where he can just be more efficient. When it comes to rookies, I think we just have to, like, temper our expectations a little bit, especially when it comes to wide receivers and tight ends. Running backs, you know, uh, you know, they can make an impact year one. We've seen that. But wide receivers, it's rare, you know, and tight ends are even rarer. So temper expectations a little bit. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to, like, Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson, you know, going to the Broncos and the Lions, you know, temper your expectations. I wouldn't invest too much draft capital on them unless you take, I think someone like Hawkinson can make, you know, an impact right away. But pick them late. And if it's going to be either of them, it'll probably be Hawkinson because he's that more, you know, complete tight end. He, he has good blocking ability and he has a chance of being on the field more, you know, with Fant. If he doesn't have that blocking ability, it's, it'll be tough for him to see the field a ton. Two lines in particular, the Vikings and the Bengals, you know, had some concerns. Uh, they both addressed uh, some offensive line concerns. So that's good news for Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. Uh, hopefully those guys work out. But, you know, it's good to see that hopefully there'll be an improvement there next year. The Eagles had a pretty good offensive line going into next year, but they shored up even more with another tackle, Andre Dillard. So Jordan Howard's going to have a pretty good line to run behind next year.